You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Well, it took just about five years, but Gary, we are here. Episode 100. I can't believe it, man. It feels like it feels like I just came on about 30 episodes ago. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason for that. I'm not sure. But, well, of course, I'm your host, Tim Nadell. Please follow me at Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind, one word. And I am your co-host, Gary. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMRGary. So this episode is actually going to be quite different from the usual ones. It's going to be a bonus episode for the month. Instead of us picking one certain topic to talk about or a certain cartoon or animated movie to talk about, we are going to sit here and reflect not only on the podcast itself, but on our childhoods. A lot of things that we're going to talk about that wouldn't necessarily show up in one of our regular podcasts, which I am so excited to talk about. Yeah, me too. I think we'll learn a little bit about each other today. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You can start making fun of me with a couple of things, I think, after you hear some of them. <laughs> and uh, we actually reached out to a lot of our listeners out there. We posted on our Facebook page that we're going to be doing this and asked that you call into the Saturday Morning Rewind hotline and leave us a voicemail. So we'll be playing a lot of those. Actually, we'll be playing all of those. A lot of you just left a comment. Some of you asked questions. We're going to answer all those questions. And uh, we also received some emails from fans out there, and we're going to be answering all those questions as well. So to clear it up just for a little bit, some of you might be thinking, oh, 100 episodes. I know a podcast that has, you know, 600 episodes. Well, if you think about the fact that my podcast, when it started for like the first three years of it at least, I only did did one episode a month. Yeah, things have really sped up in the past uh, two years. Well, since I came on doing two episodes a month. Yeah, you came on, I think it was two years ago, right? Was it two years ago? Yeah, January of uh, 2015, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And we started doing two episodes a month. And then just as of recently, we finally went to four episodes a month, once a week. So that's why it's taken us forever to get to episode 100. But five years, honestly. This is almost the anniversary of the show as well. So it's perfect timing. That's true. And imagine if we hadn't, if I hadn't have joined you and if we hadn't started doing the four episode a month format, how long it would have taken to get to 100. Oh, how long would that have taken? I have no idea, honestly. I don't want to think about months. it. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, Gary, do you have any standout memories of the podcast? I have a lot of memories from being a fan at first to being a co host to um, just so many great interviews so many great conversations that we've had and adventures too you know in uh Mm -hmm. in disney and california you know i i consider that to be kind of a part of the podcast an extension at least uh i have a ton of great memories i can list the same exact things you just listed to me the standouts were probably d23 2015 when you and i first met in person for the first time and uh Let's see. Uh, of course, we went to Disneyland as well. Your first time ever in Disneyland. So that was amazing. And yes. Voice Actors Rock last summer and Disneyland as well with Christy. Um, right. Yep. None, of, none of those things would have taken place without this little podcast. That's true. 
without without a review or i guess without we'll talk more about you getting involved during one of the questions that was asked so we'll, okay, we cool. won't go too much more detail about that and of course one of my other favorite memories is making new friends out there listening like you said gary you were a fan of the podcast first before we even met or talked Mm-hmm. And you, amongst so many others that have either sent me a friend request on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or whatnot, I consider all of them, honestly, as good as friends and family than people I've known for 15, 20 years. Yeah, it's funny how fast connections can be made. I was thinking about that with an Instagram follower that I recently had. You know, just she posts the most interesting things, and I'm like, Where would I be without the internet sort of guiding me along? (laughs) I know. So let's get to our very first voicemail, Gary. All right. That somebody left us. And I want to remind you guys what you all hear when you call into our Saturday Morning Rewind hotline and get our voicemail. This is the message that you hear. Hey, this is Deep the Cat. And you've reached the voicemail of Saturday Morning Rewind. So leave a message after the beep. And remember, it never hurts to help. And of course, that is Bill Cop doing Eek the Cat for our voicemail. That's so cool. <laughs> All right, so here is the first one that somebody left us. Uh, yeah, hey folks, Tim Cummings here. and You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind, but you knew that. Don't forget to say hi to Tim Nidell and co-host Gary. And I have a question for you guys, because... Uh, I, I seem to get this one all the time, so maybe you have an answer. Is there ever going to be like a Dark Rick Duck reboot, man? The end. <laughs> <laughs> man, I... Well, Jim, thank you for your question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Jim. <laughs> man, I certainly hope so. Would you? Would you want a reboot? Okay, I would want one if Jim and Terry are both involved. That's only... If they're involved. Yeah, that's kind of fair. I mean, to me, it's like DuckTales is one thing because DuckTales existed before the 87 version. Mm-hmm. Um, Darkwing Duck was completely original. Yeah, and exactly. I don't think I'd want to see those characters recast at all. Exactly. And it's to me, it's such a smaller cast, even though it was a very large cast. But the collective you know, group, the the main group of characters was a smaller cast than in DuckTales. We all know that Christine passed away a couple of years ago, so they would have to recast her, but everybody else was a smaller part, and Terry and Jim, two of the main, only main characters, honestly, that you cannot replace. I agree with that, yeah. I, I'm very mixed, because they kind of have a perfect thing with how they left it, and I was really excited with the comic books coming back, and the work that James and Aaron did on that, but unfortunately, it looks like that might be coming to a close also. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not. If you get this in time, go out and buy the trade, and maybe they'll save it. Exactly. But, uh, yep. You know, I mean, that's that's really the best way for Darkwing to live on, I think. Or maybe as a guest on DuckTales, as long as they get the new TV series, as long Ooh, yeah. as they get the right people. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to our second voicemail. Hi, Tim. Hi, Gary. This is Shauna Kennedy from Adventures in Odyssey, and I just wanted to ask, how did you guys meet and decide, hey, let's do a podcast together. Talk to you later. Shona. I love yeah. Shona. <laughs> I was just talking to her earlier, actually. That's funny. <laughs> yes, nice. Yeah, Shona, thanks so much for leaving that voicemail. Gary, real quick, how did you get involved? Well, uh, I believe I sort of touched on it earlier. I was 
first I got into the podcast game really late, just like even listening to podcasts. I didn't really understand what the concept was. But one day I think I was looking up Jim Cummings to see if he had any songs on iTunes. And uh, the uh, Talking Tunes podcast popped up and your podcast popped up and maybe like a handful of others. And I was kind of going by the rating, I think. And I, I of course, downloaded Rob because I'm like, oh, cool, Rob Pawson. Yeah. And then yours. And I listened to that and I was really impressed by it. And so I listened to the rest of your back catalog, which was maybe at the time, I think it was right after the Greg Sipes episode. So mm. that must have been seven or eight. So I, I, I wrote you a really nice review on iTunes and uh, I'll let you take over from here. And I found out that the same, you your same username for iTunes was your Twitter account at the time. Right. And you, I think you were already even following me at the time too. Yes, I was. That's and right. And so then we started talking back and forth and the rest is history. And that was probably about maybe two and a half years ago. I think we started talking six or seven months prior to you coming on. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It could have even been three years ago. It could have been three years ago. I think, yeah, because Greg Sipes was a January or February episode. It's kind of funny because uh, we were actually going back and forth for months on end on Twitter, <laughs> typing at 140 characters or less yeah. in these messages. Yeah. And now now Twitter actually has unlimited characters in their messages, and that would have made our lives a lot simpler. No kidding. But we, we had to be pretty clever to make that work. <laughs> To give my answer to the question, I started the podcast exactly five years ago. Um, to give a full answer, I was doing another podcast at the time called the Rock Bottom Podcast, where I would interview musicians and actors. And I was doing that for already a couple years at the time. And then during the process of doing that, I interviewed a handful of voice actors, including Rob Paulson, you know, Pat Fraley, people like that. And then I looked back and I was like, you know, those people are a lot friendlier than most of the actors and musicians I talk to on a daily basis. And so I started to get more of them for Rock Bottom. And here I play a little audio of a few of the actors I've interviewed. Here's a little bit of the promos that they recorded for me. Hello, this is Crispin Glover, and you're listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. Hey, uh, this is Thomas Ian Nicholas from uh, American Reunion. You can't see me right now, but I'm still rocking the beard. And you're listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. You know, this is the, the spot that you want to be if you want to laugh with us and at us. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Andrea Gabriel. I played Nadia on Lost for six seasons, and I am now playing Kebby in Breaking Dawn. And thank you for hitting Rock Bottom with me. Hi, I'm on Rock Bottom. This is Bert Young. I was in the Rocky movies, first to, to sixth, Chinatown, many other things that I'm pleased with. And I'm pleased to say hello to you through Rock Bottom. I'm Commander Shepard, and the Rock Bottom podcast is my favorite thing on the internet. Well, hello out there in Cyberland. I am Colonel Spigot. Perhaps you've heard of me. You are listening to the Rock Bottom podcast. So don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Daddy Circle, and you're listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. Keep listening to it, and I'm going to come look for you. Hi, everybody. This is Dolph Lundgren. Hope you enjoy the Rock Bottom Podcast. It's a great site, and uh, I just want to add one thing. If you don't watch it, I must break you. 
Hi, this is Don Felder, and you're listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. Hi, this is Gary Sinise of CSI New York. You're listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast. Yo, what's up? This is Polly Shore, and you are listening to the Rock Bottom Podcast, the best podcast of all the casts that are being potted. We'll see you guys later. Peace. So five years ago, almost exactly, I was recording an episode of Rock Bottom, and my dad passed away. And uh, I still did Rock Bottom for a few months after that, but it just never was the same. And so I, I stopped doing it, and that's when I started forming Saturday Morning Rewind just as a tribute to my dad because, you know, he watched cartoons with me as a kid, and he was one of my best friends growing up, so I just wanted to do something that he'd be proud of, and that's where the podcast came from. Yeah, man, I think it's a great tribute, and I think he'd be really proud seeing what you have done over the past five years and oh, yeah, how you sure. sort of made a name for yourself before everybody else was with podcasts. Yep. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, thank you so much for your question. So great that you yeah. called in. Thank you, Shona, and it's wonderful hearing you on Adventures in Odyssey. Okay, so this next one didn't leave a name because if you sent an email in, you have an option of putting your name in there, but they just had their email address. I don't want to give out their email address. So this next one is unnamed. They wanted to know our top five favorite movies. Now, when oh. Gary and I were talking, we decided to limit it to our childhood movies. So anything released after 99, we will not be talking about. Okay. And we're not going to talk about animated movies either, because we do that on our show plenty of times. Right. We don't want to spoil future episodes. <laughs> exactly. And this one was actually hard for me. There's so many movies that I love. I know. I, I sat there looking at four of them, and I'm like, what is the fifth one for almost a day? <laughs> yeah. I can actually narrow it down to seven. I know I said five, but I can narrow it down to seven. <laughs> Really, okay. really, it's eight because one is a, actually no, it's more than that because quite a few of them are, um, you know, movie franchises that I consider one movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Number seven, number seven for me is Halloween, the original John Carpenter, because I love him so much, and it's almost tied with the thing. They're both so amazing. I love both those movies. Um, number six for me, Terminator One and Two. First okay. R-rated movie I ever saw was Terminator Two when I was in fifth grade sixth grade one of the two and changed my life <laughs> <laughs> number five last of the mohicans i love that movie and it honestly has the best musical score in any movie ever made and if you argue with me about that you're wrong <laughs> number four braveheart love it to death hmm. number three consists of four movies but i'm counting it as one movie the rocky movies nice one through four because you know, Rocky Five is really, really bad. <laughs> and number two consists of three movies. I'm going to say Indiana Jones because they're all mm -hmm. almost equally tied. I think maybe Last Crusade is a little better in my eyes. I kind of agree with you. That's that's probably my favorite now. Yeah. Even as a kid. No, as a kid, Temple of Doom was my favorite, which to me now it's my least favorite of three, but they're all so close. It's hard to say. <laughs> we, we are exactly the same on that. <laughs> And then number one, I've talked about it before for me, is Back to the Future. Of course. Those are excellent choices. Um, mine is kind of all over the place. And I'm, I had, like you said, I had a really hard time figuring this out. So I just kind of went with movies that I have really fond memories of being a kid. And, and then one that just kind of holds up as one of the best movies ever made. 
And I'll start with that one first. It's Singing in the Rain. Yes. Amazing. I thought might be on your list, but it's it it's in my it's in my top twenty. It's <laughs> there's so many I know. I love movies. I'm sorry. I know, I know exactly what you mean. And uh so Singing in the Rain is just one of the best musicals ever made. Much like you, I have Terminator two mm-hmm. but i'll also include one because i really wanted to include that one mm-hmm. uh i love both of those um and i kind of count it because it's also james cameron true lies and it's arnold uh, that's a really <laughs> good movie too uh it's a little campier though mm-hmm. good burger is one that i watched oh, over no. and over and over again as a kid <laughs> i know it's bad but there's still something kind of charming to it all right and then one movie that I saw way younger than I should have because my mom didn't check the back of the ratings box whenever I rented it from the store was RoboCop. Oh, yeah. And that one's wow. always been one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, and I, I saved this one for last because it involves a, a, a funny little story that I have. So I, I was applying for jobs back whenever I first moved to uh, Raleigh, and I was trying to find something, and I went to this job interview. And the guy that was interviewing me, you know, he asked me all the standard formulaic questions. And then his last question was, I like to throw people off a little bit. And I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite movie and why? Mm -hmm. And I immediately without thinking responded dumb and dumber. (laughs) And, and he just sort of looked at me and I said, the reason why is because I think it takes really incredible writing to make a movie about two idiots who do stupid things and go on a stupid adventure and, and to make it so clever and funny. And needless to say, I did not get that job. <laughs> I, I'll i just throw that in there. Like, Jim Carrey was a huge part of my childhood. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, Not my childhood, of course, but my teenage years. Right, right. Actually, I remember getting in trouble in middle school. No, no. And I don't know what, what grade I was in, but I remember getting in trouble for uh, talking like Ace Ventura too much. So if that tells you anything about me as a kid. <laughs> So I actually came up with some honorable mentions, too, because I don't want people to think, oh, you don't like this movie? It's like, okay, here, real quick, honorable mentions, Ghostbusters, Alien, Aliens, Die Hard, Roger Rabbit, Jurassic Park, Batman, Romance in the Stone, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Dirty Dancing, and Ghost. I can't believe I forgot Jurassic Park. That's one of the best. Yeah, no, it's it's in my, it's, I mean, and my love for all these movies always moves around, too, depending on my mood for the day, so. Agreed. And there's a few animated features in mine, too, but I won't talk about those right now. Yeah. All right, let's get to our next question, our next voicemail. Hi, it's Shannon here from Australia. Congratulations to Tim and Gary for 100 episodes of Saturday Morning Rewind. My question to you, gentlemen, is your all-time least favorite cartoon character and why? I love his accent, by the way. I know, he's got a great voice. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've talked about them in the podcast, but Australian accents are my favorite accents of all time. I think so, too. And, and it's it's one of the accents that I can do relatively well. Hmm. But the problem is I always start off and then I wind up like New Zealand yeah. or South African yeah. or something like that because <laughs> they're all so similar. Shannon, thank you so much for leaving the voicemail. It's amazing. And this is one of the hardest questions I think we got. Yeah, it's it's tough because you don't want to ostracize anybody or, you know, yeah. insult anyone's favorite character, but sometimes you have to. Right? Yeah. And for me, of, of course, probably for Gary, too, I'm not picking shows I didn't like because it's not fair to say, oh, Dora is the worst, you know, character ever because I didn't watch Dora the Explorer. Of course, she's annoying. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
But Swiper saves the show. <laughs> sure. I don't know. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked from shows I actually really like or really love. Okay. And I'll go first. Um, I thought about it lot today actually and i think it came down to two. First one i think most people probably agree with me on the second one probably probably might hit me on the head but i really did not like slappy squirrel from animaniacs oh yeah i just i kind I, of agree I, with you there was no appeal to slappy to me whatsoever no that's always one of my least favorite sketches on that show me too yeah me too everything else was amazing but that one, it just didn't appeal. I think they're trying to be too much like an old, you know, Looney Tunes short. Right. And it yeah, just didn't deliver. Exactly right. What about you? What, what was one of yours? Or what is yours? Yeah, I only picked one here. Um, although it sort of encompasses, unlike you said, it sort of reflects my feelings for the whole show. Uh, and a lot of people are, if you listen really closely, you can probably hear a lot of people getting mad at me. Um, but I'm going to say Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Okay. Um, because like, you know, some characters are played to be villains and they're easy dislike, easy to dislike like Angelica and Rugrats or like Elmira and Tiny yeah. Toon Adventures. But like, I feel like Stewie is supposed to be a likable character and I just don't get that. Um, yeah. I, I don't watch it enough to really hate him or love him. I haven't mm -hmm. seen an episode probably in 10 years. I don't think not because it's a horrible show, just because I don't want to offend anybody, but it's not for me anymore. It was when I was 20. Right. It's just yeah, not I, for me I, anymore. I had a time where I liked it too, but I just, Stewie always got on my nerves. And, and I worked in a, a, a video store at the time. So there was like Stewie merchandise everywhere and people were doing impressions every day. And I was just like, stop. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things about it that, that drive me to feel that way about Stewie, but that's my choice. And if anybody picks Snarf from Thundercats, I'm going to go find your house and slap you. <laughs> because I love Snarf. I don't know why people hate him. I love Snarf. Snarf, 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 man. <laughs> exactly. Now, Snarfer, <laughs> don't get me started on Snarfer. <laughs> so the main one that I really don't like is Tweety from Looney Tunes. Mm, okay. Yeah, Tweety, he just really bugs me. Uh, but it's kind of it's bittersweet because I love Sylvester. So to really love Sylvester, you have to appreciate Tweety. Right. Right. And in some way, I I, I mean, I, I do kind of agree with you. I love Sylvester. Tweety's always kind of been hit or miss with me. And it's like Wally Coyote and Roadrunner. You know, I always root for the underdog. Yeah. Okay. So the next question comes from email. Did not leave a name. What is your favorite childhood birthday? So I think that my favorite childhood birthday was i think it was 92 or 93 i forget exact the exact year but i know that it was my batman birthday party oh nice and uh you know batman returns was all the rage mm -hmm. at that time so there was party supplies everywhere uh with batman stuff on it and i had batman plates and balloons and toys and party favors and I actually had a lot of friends at that time even though i don't know who they were um <laughs> i don't really remember i guess they were friends from i don't know i was never around a lot of people so maybe it was all family the details of who was there is a little bit foggy but i do remember that birthday because i got the batman returns penguin and catwoman figures as well as uh the penguins penguins if you remember that toy mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. like two little penguins and uh and then i also got a bunch of figures from the um kenner toy line because that had just started up 
And I just, I remember that very well. And it was wonderful for a while until my balloons fell down and people started popping them. And I went, I ran out of the room crying. <laughs> what, I remember how, laying on my grandma's bed, playing with my new Batman toys, crying. <laughs> how old were you? How, what year was this? I mean, what, what age were you for this party? I must've been five or six. Oh, I wow. was, I was still pretty young. Okay. Okay. So the odd thing is my favorite birthday party is the same year as your favorite birthday party, 1992. Oh, wow. But I turned 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And it was my super stoker birthday party that I had like maybe 10 friends over at a park and all of us had a giant super soaker. And one of my friends, Mark Cronin, he was riding like a, a tricycle bike that had like a, like a little basket in the back. And he nice. filled it up with like water balloons and like extra ammo, like five extra guns. And we divided it up in two different teams, had a, a giant super soaker birthday bash. It was amazing. <laughs> That sounds really cool. And I, I later went to a friend. It might have actually been the same year, but I had a friend who had a Super Soaker birthday party, and I had a Power Rangers Super Soaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. I might still have it, but I can tell you it probably does not work. And I just, I just, it just dawned on me. I remember a couple of the presents that I got. I got my first CD player. Now, nice. prior to this, I had a, you know, like a Walkman, you know, like a, you know, the small thing you carry around CD player. But this is my first ever, you know, shelf unit CD player. And um, cool. I got a couple of CDs. I got the Back to the Future soundtrack. And mm -hmm. I got the uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, I think that may have been about it for my, my gifts. But I remember he had a giant, you know, like 12-foot sub from, I don't know, if a Subway or somewhere that made sub sandwiches. <laughs> and, yeah, that that memory just sticks out and... I'll post pictures. I have pictures that I'll post on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. And I, I've just got to say, you never forget a good party sub. No, you do not. So this actually brings me to my next question. Me saying a couple of things that I got. Gary, did you have a favorite song, not from an animated movie or anything, a favorite song when you were a kid or a t early teenager? Um, I think one of my favorite songs was Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one still to this day sort of gives me that sense of nostalgia whenever I hear it. Yeah. And, you know, my my stepsister, Jessica, gave me Pet Sounds whenever I was relatively young, whenever she had it on CD and she didn't want it. And it was kind of my first exposure to Beach Boys. And wow. I don't think I got it at first, but that yeah. song was so just perfect for uh, even in their more experimental days. It's a yeah. perfect song. No, that's an amazing CD, too. So you did, yeah, she did sure. not do too shabby to give you that yeah. cd <laughs> so the reason why i brought this up is because me saying what cds i got as a kid so i i was obsessed with the beach boys they were in my top five as a kid of course i talk about the eagles they're in you know they're my favorite band right now and even as a kid when i was five years old it's probably the first song i remember hearing was the eagles but in around 91 92 a certain song came out and i was obsessed with it and that song would be brian adams everything i do I do it for you. <laughs> that is a timeless song. And that's the reason why my parents bought me the Robin Hood soundtrack was because of that song. Right. And before I got the CD player, I remember I taped the song off the radio on my cassette player. And what I would do is, okay, you know, people listening that are, you know, younger than me and younger than Gary realized that before MP3s, before CDs, you had cassettes. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to do a song on repeat, you'd have to rewind it and listen to it again. So what I would do is I would 
go back and forth, I would like record it onto a cassette like 20 times on each side. That way it's <laughs> constantly playing without me having to rewind it. Right. I remember my, my best friend Hillary turned to me and was like, Timmy, because they call me Timmy, of course, you need to find a new favorite song. <laughs> so I stopped hanging out with her because I, I, I can't find a different song. I'm sorry, Hillary. I would. I mean, I mean, he still forces me to listen to that song every time before we record. <laughs> so true. And it's the extended edition with the down, down, Oh, yeah, down, the, down, like two extra down. minutes at the end. Yeah, yeah, good <laughs> stuff. Now, a cool memory I have of Rock Bottom, my old podcast, is I was actually was on Brian Adams' guest list one night for a concert. So, And it's my favorite concert I've ever been to. Nice. Yeah, he's actually, uh, he put on one of the best concerts that I've ever seen, too. And uh, we didn't have the greatest seats, oh. but at the end of the show, like, he, he encouraged everyone to rush up to the stage, and my wife is a huge Brian Adams yeah. fan. And uh, so I grabbed her and just hauled butt <laughs> up to the stage. And uh, he did one of her favorite songs, Acoustic, um, All for One, from uh, yeah. another Mus- movie soundtrack, yeah. uh, Three Musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. He actually really hooked me and my wife up. I think our rows were like six or seven rows back, like center stage. And it's nice. already a small venue anyway, probably hold maybe 500 people altogether. And so we were right there. It was so personal. I, I loved the concert. It's amazing. Excellent. All right, let's get to another voicemail. Hello, it's Christy. I just wanted to call and wish you congratulations on your 100th episode. Um, I'm very proud of you. When we were growing up, you were super quiet and didn't talk a lot, other than people you know. But I'm so proud of you and what you've done. Hanging out at your grandparents' house and going to church together. Fun times. Do all Sparks, Nevada. Don't forget about us. So I'm very proud of you. Yay, 100. (laughs) So that one was one of my closest friends of all time, Christy, who grew up with me. I think I've known her since I was at least like seven, I think. Wow. We were practically neighbors, only a couple blocks away, and uh, went to the same church at night and hung out over their house. I slept over at their house because she had an older brother that was best friends with my brother. And we played toys all the time. NES, I'd go over there and play NES all the time. So it's amazing. Thank you, Christy, for that for that voicemail. Yeah, I need a friend like Christy. <laughs> None of my friends called in. Jerks. <laughs> hey, Tim and Gary. Melissa here. Congratulations on your 100th episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. Love listening to it. Always a good time. So I had a question for you guys. Back in the day before DVR and Netflix and a DVD player in every house, we had Saturday morning cartoons. But of course, certain cartoons would be on one channel and other cartoons would be on another channel. My experience as a child is that my brother every Saturday wanted to watch He-Man, but I wanted to watch Gem. They were on at the same time, but different channels. So my question is, when you guys were kids, Did you ever have to battle it out with your family members as to which cartoon you actually got to watch because they were playing at the same time? Gary, I know you had a... How older is your brother? Um, Well, he's actually my stepbrother. I have a stepbrother and a stepsister, and we're all like one year apart. So my stepsister is one year older than me. I'm in the middle, and then he's one year younger than me. This is a tough question, really, because most of the time I was alone, and uh, the only Aww. person I had to battle the TV for was my grandma. Um, <laughs> and she won? 
she did <laughs> yeah we watched the news um <laughs> and uh in terms of with them i can't think of any particular shows that we really butted heads on necessarily um no, I, I, I'm afraid I don't have a great answer for this. Yeah, one, so. for, for me, my brother's two years older than I am, and we either just agreed on cartoons, or honestly, I don't remember him being there more than half the time watching my cartoons. Right, yeah. I remember that my sister would be watching like MTV and VH1 and music videos, so I didn't mind that so much either. But I wasn't always there on Saturdays, so I, I tended to get alone time with the TV on Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember ever arguing with my brother. Honestly, we never really argued as kids anyway. That's great. Yeah, we had a great childhood. We really did not, you know, argue whatsoever. So, nope, sorry, Mel, but thank you so much for calling in. It's been, it was great. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Saturday Morning Rewind. Nick Robes here to say congratulations on 100 episodes. That's so exciting. Also, I have a question for you. Which cartoon food would you really like to eat? For example, uh, pizza from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Garfield's lasagna, gummy berry juice, chili dogs with Sonic and Tails, or maybe a Scooby snack? Or two Scooby snacks? <laughs> <laughs> All right, congratulations, guys. Take care and keep on trucking. <laughs> I love them. I know. That sounds like a guy I listen to every week on another podcast. <laughs> so, favorite foods. From a cartoon. Gary, did you come up with anything? Uh, he threw out some great examples. I didn't even think about Garfield's lasagna, but I'd imagine mm -hmm. it probably has cat hair in it, so mm, I'll pass on that. Maybe. Um, I've always been curious about Scooby Snacks, but I think I would have to say a Bronto burger from the Flintstones. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That that bron that uh, rack of ribs from the brontosaurus you know that tilted the car over that always looked pretty appealing too but yeah I'm more of a burger guy than a ribs guy so that's that's a good point i love that and he does bring <laughs> up some great snacks like he does scooby snacks yeah i'm i'm interested but out of anything scooby-doo i think i'd rather take one of like shaggy's 20 layered sandwiches <laughs> i know <laughs> i've always been disappointed in real life that you cannot unhinge your jaw and shove a whole sandwich in there mm -hmm. and um, others that come to mind crappy patty because they're supposed to be amazing yes and uh i love cheese so maybe the leaning Ch tower cheesa from goofy movie <laughs> nice um smurf berries might be very good mm -hmm. but i'm gonna pick it, it might lean more towards a drink but it's, it's still consumable so i think it's still kind of food i'm gonna pick gummy berry juice yeah, I think I would have that with my uh, Brano burger to mm -hmm. wash it down. Yeah, burn some calories afterwards, too. <laughs> and speaking of good burger, I've always wondered what Ed's sauce tasted like. But yeah, I, I think I think I would have a Bronto burger, maybe with some Ed's sauce and a gummy berry juice to wash it down. <laughs> I love that question, though. That was a fun one. That is fun, yeah. And make sure you check Nick out on What's With You, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, we've both been guests on that show, so go check it out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great show. It is. Hey, Saturday morning, we running the Tonic Outcast here, and congratulations on the 100th episode. Tim, I know we've never spoke on the internet, other than Facebook chatting here or there, but congratulations, buddy. If anything, I've always been super jealous, especially when we've talked on the Facebook chats, when you get Kevin Conroy, and I'm like, please let me be on that one, because you know I am the Batman fan. 
and then you get Alan Cummings, and and now you're, you know, getting Paul Fusco from Alf. I mean, good work, man. Really, really, really impressed. And I continue to share your work on my other Facebook page, the Podcasters Cafe. So anything else that I could do to help you, you know, and vice versa, one day, please let me be on the show. Don't say Kevin Conroy. But other than that, though, congratulations. 100 episodes. You deserve it. And here's to 100 more. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, we've talked quite a bit. Not as much recently because I've been so busy, but go check out his podcast too, Hunnic Outcast Podcast. He's so passionate about what he does that I think you guys would dig it. Hi, Tim. Hi, Gary, and the rest of the Saturday Morning Rewind crew. My name is Lynette Okarike, and I just want to thank you so much for adding me as a Facebook friend. I just wanted to say congratulations on recording 100 episodes of your podcast. I mean, it really means a lot to you, so you deserve a pat on the back for that. And, um, well, keep up with the great work. I love your podcast. I love the 80s and 90s nostalgia. I mean, as a 90s kid, born in 1990, I just really love the podcast. And, um, yeah, I just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes of your podcast and keep up with the great work. All right, bye. Oh, thanks, Lynette. And I love her voice, too. All these people have such great voices. It's so great, like, uh, being friends with her on Facebook and yeah. interacting with her and whatnot. It's it's really great to actually hear what these people sound like. Yeah, exactly. Same here. It's kind of shocking every now and then when you, oh, I love that voice. I know, right? Hey, this is Charles Sherrod calling from Monstown, Florida. Hey, Tim, how you doing? Well, I decided just to leave you a phone message. You said leave a comment or a voicemail for your show. Well, I'd just like to know one thing, uh... How much longer y'all think y'all are going to do this? You have a lifetime full of memories in the 80s and the 90s, of course. So how much longer do you think you keep this up? Oh, well, Charles. So Charles Sherrod is one of my best friends from Florida when I moved to Florida. Probably one of the first friends I actually made. So thanks so much, Charles, for calling in. And to answer your question, I don't know. You know, it's hard to say because ask Gary, even like, a couple of years ago, I was talking to him. I was like, I was getting worried that I was going to run out of people to interview. And as you guys can see, that's not the case at all. And so I don't know. Yeah, like you said, there's so many things to talk about from the 80s and 90s. I can see this happening for a handful of more years, if not a lot more than that. So hopefully, cross your fingers, it'll last a lot more than just a handful of years. Let's get to a question from Facebook. This one comes from David, who is actually... I want to say one of the biggest fans of the podcast, and we become friends on Facebook as well, and one of the greatest guys. I hope to meet up with him this summer when I'm in California. But he wanted to know, did you guys follow any of the fashion trends in the 80s or 90s? <laughs> oh, man, this is where this is where things get revealing. <laughs> <laughs> and I sure did. I didn't do a ton, I don't think. Okay, 90s, yeah, I had a bowl cut for a short period of time, which I... Don't understand why that was a thing in the 90s. <laughs> I know. I did too. <laughs> I mean, when you're, I guess I would have been a teenager at the time, so I had a choice, I guess. But you were younger, so you probably had no choice when your mom had it done. Uh, no, I think we chose to do it because yeah. everybody else was exactly. doing it. Exactly. So weird. Like, me and my brother went and got our hairs bowl-cutted on the same day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so in the 90s, around that time, you either had a bowl-cut or you had a Zach haircut from Saved by the Bell. 
right? <laughs> and my hair wasn't quite long enough to do the Zach haircut, so I would do the bowl cut. Yep, yep. We thought we looked so cool. I know. <laughs> and looking at that picture, I'm like, please take it off the wall. You know, I don't think I had it very long because I can't even find a picture. It's not even in my yearbook, so I don't think I had it very long. Wow. Uh, my parents have that picture, and I don't think I'll be posting it to Facebook. <laughs> Come on. At least Instagram. Come on. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'll see if I can find one. So my, my main one that I'm guilty of, it was more in the late 80s. Now, they weren't necessarily hammer pants, quote unquote, but I was obsessed with, and I had like maybe five or seven pairs of the gecko pants. Oh, yeah. And they're almost like hammer pants, just not as baggy. And they had, you know, bright, colorful neon colors everywhere with a bright green neon gecko everywhere. Yes. And I love, they're so comfortable. I'm sorry. I'd wear them now. Right. I, I understand. And and kind of in the, that same vein, not quite parachute pants, but still, you remember, and this is a little bit closer to the 2000s, but you remember the uh, Jinko jeans or J-N-C-O? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like huge legs. Yeah. Yes, I do. I never had any of those. I didn't. I don't think I've knew people that even wore those. Really, I lived in a small town in Florida at the time, and that really didn't hit there when I was there, at least. Yeah, I. A lot of metal kids wore them around me, but I liked bell bottoms, and I couldn't find bell bottoms, so I just sort of <laughs> wore them as bell bottoms. That makes sense. <laughs> um, aside from that, like, yeah, I did have a, a brief encounter with fanny packs and uh, visors and no fear T-shirts. Uh, I'm trying to think there's other stuff, rude dog gear, of course, um, just so many things. And I love the color palette of the nineties, how only in that time, late eighties and nineties, where only in that time could you find a jacket that was pink and blue and yes. green and shiny, <laughs> just so obnoxious, but kind of beautiful. Yes. Okay, now David sent another question. I don't want to skip this one because I love this question. He asked what our favorite toy was and if we still own it. Hmm. And I had to make a list because there are so many, um, so I'll go with them quickly. Um, I mentioned Super Soakers. I was obsessed with Super Soakers. I loved the Tailspin action figures that came out. I had almost all of them. when I Like one Christmas, like my brother and I got almost all of them for Christmas. Um, I love the Hasbro's Army Ants. Was kind of, it's kind of a rare thing. I don't know if most people would know what Army Ants were, but I think they came out around 86, 87-ish, and I love them. I'm going to be opening them up on our brand new YouTube show soon, too, on Saturday Morning Rewind Presents, so go follow that. The link is on our website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. But to me, I think it's going to come down to like Ninja Turtles. I had a ton of those. I had a ton of the X-Men toys from the 90s. I loved the Megavolt from Darkwing Duck. That toy <laughs> like little... was amazing, and I love the smell of it because it's like, it's like a little lighter that doesn't work, so it sparks up and everything. It would not be yep. made now. Too many fires would be no. started now if it was made. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm going to narrow it down to Micro Machines, my G.I. Joe collection, and Lego. And I agree with just about everything you said. The Probably the biggest for me is G.I. Joe. That was always my favorite mm -hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of, I, I remember I had a Rogun, which was a GoBots toy that would turn from a probably 12 inch tall robot into a rifle. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember taking that for show and tell, strangely. Uh, you want to hear something pretty funny? Yeah. I actually have that brand new sealed and it's going to be appearing on the YouTube show pretty soon. Really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I still have that. 
too. Uh, mine's definitely missing some decals and wow. stuff, but it's it's cool and it's got the cap feature. I yep. just remembered that. Yep. You could, if you can find those, I found um, some at a at a dollar store. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Dollar trees have everything. I know. Still need. Who knew? Uh, I was a big fan of Mighty Max and little miniature things like that. I even had a couple Poly Pockets, uh, but I don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I I really okay. Here's a really deep confession. I loved Barbie as a kid. There's I still kind of nothing love Barbie. wrong with I'm that. I'm fascinated by the production of it. I'm I'm kind of I don't know. Something about it just seemed really cool. I felt like my tall GI Joes needed a girlfriend whenever I was a kid. <laughs> um, so I've been working on romantic comedies ever since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I if it's a toy, chances are I love it. And then there was a really cool little line of toys called Z-Bots. When you were talking about army ants, it reminded me of them. Oh, yeah. They were like uh, early '90s just little robots that were about an inch and a half tall. Okay. So this next one comes from a Facebook question from Jordan. Thank you so much for sending in the question. They wanted to know what characters most deserve their own action figures that never got one. And it's a great question. I think so too. And I had an immediate response whenever, whenever. Okay. What do you have? I think Gizmo duck. Okay. Yeah. My, that, that goes with my answer. I'm going to say ducktails. Because nice. all yeah. the all the characters, because they're never besides the small PVC toys that came in like you know like frosted flakes or whatever, you never yeah. really got Ducktales toys. I know they had. I think they had some. I don't know if they were ever produced. I've seen models of them laying around, um, but they were like doll sized. Yeah. And, okay. And Gizmo Duck was actually supposed to be a part of the unproduced second wave of Darkwing Duck figures, mm-hmm. and I found a picture of that in maybe a Darkwing Duck toy or something. And unfortunately, it just never came to be. But to me, like, I agree with DuckTales. I'd love to have figures from that. And maybe we'll get some with the new show. It yeah, be the same, exactly. but still something. But they could be the same because if you think about it, when the reboot of Thundercats came out, they released the classic version of Thundercats as well. That's true. So That's that true. we might get yeah. a classic version of DuckTales. I would love that. And I mean, I think what character better deserves an action figure than Gizmo Duck? He just yeah. seems like he'd have yeah, all the cool exactly. accessories. Yeah, exactly. And my runner-up was Tiny Toon Adventures because besides the small Happy Meals and whatnot, they never yep. really got an action figure. That's true. Good call. And the next one also comes from Facebook. Aaron wanted to know, who do we think does the, the best celebrity impressions in the voiceover world? And this is an easy one right now. Off the top of my head, it was easy. I must say Maurice LaMarche. And that's exactly what I said, too. I mean, I often joke like the critic was Bill DeJohn Lovitz and a handful of other people. But it was really the Maurice LaMarche mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. because he did countless impressions and played half the characters on the show. He's he's incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great voiceover people that do it, but I think he does it the best. I agree. So thank you, Aaron, for sending that in. So let's get to our last voicemail for the episode. So you've finally done it. 100 episodes for Saturday Morning Rewind. Quite the accomplishment. That's I remember when I hit 100 episodes and I did a big clip show and actually chose 100 clips. One clip from every episode took me forever to put it together. My goodness, I'm actually, within another year, I'm going to hit 200. Maybe I should do the same thing. But you've asked for some questions to ask you guys for your 100th episode. So I'm going to present a challenge. 
And this is a very good question, I think. It took me a while to think of this. And this is actually something I think I would like to discuss on my show, The Neverland Podcast, because, oh, by the way, this is Jeremy the Spider Painter, The Neverland Podcast, found at NeverlandPodcast.com. For those who don't recognize my voice, you might not recognize my voice because I do have a little bit of a cold in there, so I don't sound like myself, I'm sure. But this would be a great discussion to have an entire episode over at Neverland about. But I'm going to just pose this question to you now because you are the Saturday Morning Rewind. So let's go ahead and rewind the clock to a Saturday morning, and let's say you've got a time frame from 8 a.m. to 12 noon, four hours. What shows are you bringing back for those four hours? So you could have a Saturday morning where you get to watch whatever shows, be they hour-long shows, half-hour shows, fill your four hours with those shows that you would want to bring back and watch for one Saturday morning. Now, because this is a uh, team effort between the two of you, both of you will work together and pick four shows on this list. But if you come over to Neverland sometime and you want to have this discussion, everybody can have their own list. We'll, we'll get a panel together. It'll be a lot of fun. So you're officially invited to come do that sometime. But I want to hear what you two come up with for what you would watch, given that you have a four-hour block of time to relive a Saturday morning. And what cereal are you going to eat while you're watching these cartoons? There's another good one. All right. Eager to hear your answer. Let's go. All right, Jeremy. And another great podcast calling in. Thank you so much for the Neverland Podcast. Now, Thanks, Jeremy. Gary and I tried to make a list together, like you said we had to do, but we broke the rules, and I was like, <laughs> I can't think of just four shows to, to talk about. I need to pick my own eight. I'm sorry, Jeremy. I own the <laughs> podcast. I own the network. It's my choice. <laughs> that was very Trump of you, the way you delivered that line. I have the greatest no words, and <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get political. I'm sorry. So no, Yeah, we can cut that out. <laughs> So and also I'm I'm not really breaking the rule because you didn't necessarily say it had to be cartoons that were already on a Saturday morning like let's say Ducktales was not a Saturday morning cartoon, but you didn't say that so I'm gonna pick between any cartoon that aired and of course we're not talking about rebooting any show we're talking about bringing back the same exact show. With that in mind, I have my eight cartoons here. I'm gonna start off the eight o'clock a.m. slot with a couple of things that are more for. A smaller generation, you know, people between five and ten, whatnot. Because to me, I was that age when I was waking up by myself Saturday morning watching cartoons. Right. So the first one I want to wake up to is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hmm. Gary, why don't you go and, and list your first one? Okay. Well, why don't we go by the hour because mine are sort of blocked together. Okay. So eight a.m. What do you pick? Eight a.m. I picked. Uh, this is a part of my creator-driven series. Uh, I pick Bobby's World. Ooh. Okay. 8.30, I have after after Alvin and Chipmunks, I have DuckTales playing. Nice. Uh, for 8.30 for me, to stick with the creator-driven series, I've got Life with Louie. Because isn't that what aired afterwards anyways? It might be. I, I don't think, know. Uh, I, don't... I, I more or less watched it in the afternoons, so I'm not sure remember. exactly what they... I don't remember when the... I think I remember at least seeing promos for each other at least. Yeah, I, I think so. So at my 9 o'clock, I have something a little bit more for the... You know, it could be younger too, but for the 10 to 12-year-olds, I have the G.I. Joe plan. Nice. Uh, 9 o'clock moves into what I call the Globetrotten Adventure Hour <laughs> with with Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Oh, yeah. So to go along with my G.I. Joe, we're kind of doing like an hour thing here. My 9.30 is going to be Transformers. That's a good choice. Uh, to wrap up the Globetrotten Adventure Hour for me, I've got Mighty Max. 
All right, sweet. My 10 a.m. is going to be filled with He-Man. Excellent. 10 a.m. moves into the surrealistic comedy hour for me. And I have Wild West Cowboys and Moo Mesa. Of course. And the rest, <laughs> Somebody of the, had to do it. the rest of the two hours for you is probably going to be that as well. How did you know? <laughs> so I thought nothing goes better with He-Man than a little bit of Thundercats. So that's my 1030. That's an excellent choice. And for me, my 1030, actually, how can you get more surreal than a bunch of cows dressed as cowboys? Earthworm Jim. That's an easy question. <laughs> That's as surreal as it gets for kids' comedy, (laughs) I think. All right. So my 11 a.m., one of my favorite cartoons of all time, I'm picking X-Men, the animated series. (laughs) Okay, so that's funny you say that because for 11 a.m., I pick Spider-Man, the animated series. Oh, man. And for me, I'm closing it out. It fits very well with X-Men, but I'm closing it out with a bang. I'm going to end it with Batman, the animated series. It's funny you should say that because... To wrap up my superhero action block, I've got Batman the Animated Series also. There you go. It's official. (laughs) And it's a nice progression from young kids to the older crowd. Mm -hmm. And actually, I should have ended it on Looney Tunes because as a kid, that's the last thing that played at noon for me was Looney Tunes. There you go. Or for me, I remember the the Lost World coming on afterwards. Okay. Yep. That was a fun one too. But and as what cereal I'm going to eat, it was a toss-up as a kid between Captain Crunch, the peanut butter version, or Lucky Charms, but I'm picking Lucky Charms. Mm, that's a good choice. I haven't had Lucky Charms in a long time, but I'm going to go with my still favorite cereal probably. And um, as long as it's not the seasonal time where I'll be eating Count Chocula, it's going <laughs> to be Frosted Flakes. And it's still your favorite, huh? Yeah, still is. I'm I, I get tired of it every couple years because I eat it too much, but it still maintains my favorite. Yeah, I'm boring. My favorite is Raisin Bran now. Oh. I know. I'm getting good, old. Though. I'm getting old. And Grape Nuts. I like Grape Nuts. Yeah, I know. That's another good one to eat and feel like you're 70 years old. <laughs> Knocking on Heaven's Door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we are at the end of episode 100, which is going to be sad. We should oh, do this again so- for episode 101. All right, that sounds good to me. These have been really fun questions. Yeah, we need to do it again. Maybe a yearly thing on on the birthiversary of the podcast. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And it's always great to hear from the listeners. That's right. I loved all the voicemails. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Thank you, everybody, for writing. We love all of you. And if you want to become a Facebook friend of mine, personally, send me an invite. Just look up my name, Tim Nidell. You'll find me. I'm the only one with that name, so... And it's best to contact me through Twitter or Instagram. I'm much more active over there than I am on Facebook. You might send me a friend request and it will sit for weeks. <laughs> it's true. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.